This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Marvel is getting a, a new RPG coming uh, in 2022. Uh, they've announced it uh, a little while ago, I guess, from now. But they also gave uh, some more details the other day as to what the system is going to be like. Um, how they are going to be putting out this playtest book that people can buy uh, at the end of March uh, to try it out and give feedback. We're going to give our thoughts on on that on that whole process. Uh, this isn't something new. This is something that the publishers do every once in a while. Uh, so we're going to give our thoughts as to whether or not uh, we like that process of of having people pretty much buy a product to test and do market research and kind of try out the rule system uh, before they put out a final product uh, and then make the, the the customers pay for a whole other like finished product all over again. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about new at the store. Stick around. It's Chaotic Good Tag Cast, episode 127. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shute, and with me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins from Quarterstaff Games. I thought that the dryer was shrinking my clothes. Turns out it was the refrigerator all along. Interesting. It's because of the food in no, the refrigerator. I, 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 I understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Deep uh, joke. <laughs> <laughs> our geek of the north, the one and only... Jason Hunt. Hello, everybody. Freaking cold here. <laughs> uh, it's very, very cold. Uh, actually, it wasn't too bad today. It was actually pretty warm today here. It was like almost, it was like fifty degrees. Then it rained. Yeah, for like an hour here <laughs> for the first week of December. It's crazy. Minus All thirty-one here this morning. So gone. Uh, so yeah, we're uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some the the Marvel uh, RPG that's coming out uh, here in. Uh, I think they're gonna put out the playtest of the first quarter of 2022, and then the the finished copy at the end uh, of the year. Uh, I will I will be honest, and I know I I know one of the people that are one of the persons that, that are working on this game. So that's gonna be really cool. Hopefully, maybe maybe I'll uh, have request them to come on. Uh, once they can kind of talk a little bit more about it uh, in 2022. So uh, if you're interested in that, let me know. Put a, hit the like button down below. Maybe we can have uh, have them come on and, and uh, talk a little bit more about it. Uh, I was really excited when they announced that they were working on it. So I, I still don't think it's it's public information yet, but uh, uh, it is uh, really cool that, uh, that they're working on it. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to tell folks, if you're listening to the audio podcast of this show and you'd like to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, just search for us on YouTube. Uh, and Twitch and Facebook and you can join us live and be a part of the chat just like all the many folks that are joining us tonight. We got Walter W, Hungry Ewok, Jody Denton, Waveman Mav. Thanks for joining us. Look at this. We're getting yeah. a, we're getting what? quite the worldwide weather report we from do? everyone yeah. <laughs> chiming in. <laughs> so we've got uh, uh, Amanda Call joining us and Cal Lord. Uh, wow, we've got quite the quite the full house. Uh, so Southern Skies AU is joining us on Twitch. Thank you so much. 
Uh, let's see here. Rory's joining us, 127. You don't look a day over 80. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, that, uh, it's that, that podcast aging. That, uh, it's that Grecian formula that he's yeah, using, yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Waveman Maps is challenge of the night. How long will it take Doug to mention more Borg? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John uh, says 50s today. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was, it was great that uh, all you Americans uh, and your quaint little thermometers. <laughs> hey, ours go like really high. That yeah, makes better. you got to be yeah. hard to everybody else. <laughs> uh, Southern Skies AU says uh, minus 31 luxury. It was uh, plus 38 Celsius two days ago after 10 inches of rain. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, you're basically poached at that point. I think. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Uh, and Walter says, uh, it finally snowed here, 18 Fahrenheit last night. Yeah, that, uh, that's a little chilly. It's a little chilly. We, we, we were about that uh, cool. like last week. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this uh, this, this week's topic. Uh, I think it'll be a good uh, good discussion. Let us know in the comments if uh, if, you, if you're in favor of this model, and, and we'll, we'll get to it uh, once we get to the main uh, feature presentation uh, of this podcast. But first, let's get to Ben's segment, and that, of course is new at the store let's roll that high-res graphic just for ben show me the the pixels really the the, the sad thing is that the folks that listen to the audio podcast of this uh, like they miss out on what makes this (laughs) podcast what makes this podcast really shine and that is just uh for for the for the audio listeners let me try to describe it here Take your vivid memory of the the cinematic masterpiece that is Jerry Maguire and then run it through about six Instagram noise filters. And that's put a few scratches in there and maybe stutter a frame or two. And that's what we're looking at. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Anyway, let's get to Ben's segment. Uh, There you go, Ben. It's all yours. Take it away. Uh, so first up, we actually have a new D&D book that's going to be hitting shelves tomorrow as of time of recording. So that's Tuesday for the audio listeners uh, that will be getting this a little later in the week. And that is Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos. Uh, this is one of the Magic the Gathering tie-in source books. This takes place on the plane of Strixhaven, which is essentially a giant college for mages. Uh, a lot of people have uh, kind of equated it to uh, a Harry Potter style. There's uh, five different colleges that work within this university, and each one specializes in different uh, different types of magic and everything. Uh, it's a really cool setting, and I don't think it actually translates well in the Magic the Gathering card game. I think it really is going to shine with this role play system. So I'm really interested to get my hands on this tomorrow. Open it up, check it out. It's got some really cool monsters in there that were created for the Magic game, which are going to have stats finally in D&D. So that's probably one of the things I'm most interested in looking at. Uh, Creatures such as Mage Hunters that will go after your spellcasting classes primarily. Um, There's also a new race that they're adding called an Owlin, which is basically uh, a, a humanoid owl. And uh, a lot of different player character options, feats, backgrounds, spells, magic items, lots of things that all uh, get in there. Um, And yeah, just a ton of magical creatures and NPCs for you to sprinkle in, even if you don't use the actual setting itself. 
Now, Ben, this does have a special edition cover, if if I'm not mistaken. And yes. I think I've, I brought it into. There we go. Yep, we do. Um, yeah, I, I I put it up on the screen, and for those of you that are listening to the audio podcast, it, it basically just looks like this flower kind of icon thing. I I, I don't really. It's really supposed like it. to be the like the seal of the college. Um, it kind of ties in the the five colors of magic by using the five pointed lotus petal kind of star thing, um, and and yeah, but it feels a little um, little out of place in the uh, in the alternate cover line. Um, which uh, which I, I think it'll look great by itself, but it will definitely stand out on your bookshelf if you have other uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast stuff. It'll go great with Cthulhu because it's purple as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Southern Skies uh, AU says uh, if they had made it five color like the cards, it, it might have made more sense. Yeah, it, when I looked at it, it really didn't like it didn't really make much sense to me like i didn't know too much about it uh, i don't know much much about this whole source book anyway uh but like it just usually the the limited edition covers are like they're what the kids call banging you know they're they're, they're fire <laughs> please 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 never please never use that nope. term again Doug. snow sir you know like i mr shoot don't ever <laughs> They're, they're 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 usually you know let's go like but uh, I'm trying to think of any other catchphrase that, that I hear they're, lit they're, fire they're, what is it bussin you know I guess you can't use bussin for that's only for food right I guess I don't I know. yeah I think I think that's only one this is what happens when Doug is a substitute teacher he tries to grab the lingo yeah he's trying to be hip <laughs> yeah see even Cal yeah and Scott and Walter yeah yeah see. <laughs> old man shoot here trying trying to keep up but, with kids yeah i, I'm just saying I get that, like, what, it just I get what like, you're saying yeah usually the art is just stunning on these on these mm-hmm. limited edition covers this one just doesn't like draw me in at all i think this will actually benefit from the the soft touch uh finish that they actually give the the limited edition books so they won't have that really glossy finish it's almost like a satin or a matte finish on the book Okay, I think yep. that will benefit from it. It'll look better, a lot better in person than I think it does with the digital, uh, the digital pictures that are out there. Of course, Gosh, I, I can't so. say that because I, I haven't got it yet. So, but um, it, even if it's I, like I, some sort of like shining, like if like maybe you're like you, you said, know, maybe, maybe it's gonna look better in person than it does on that. On, my on issue that. just at first glance is uh, it's it's way too much purple, and the stylized letters on either end. At first glance, it looks like Trixhave. Until you really so, silly, like, Jason. Tricks are for rabbits. I know, but yeah, oh, I, it yeah. does. Yeah, it does. The, the, if you were just to like, if you looked at for a split second and looked away, it says Trixhave. Yes, yes, it does. That uh, I don't, I don't disagree. Now I can't unsee it, Jason. Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. So for anyone that was figuring that they would drop money at their local gaming store for the alternate cover, which is the only place to get the cover. Don't do that, because Doug says it's horrible. Doug is a friend of the Amazon, not the rainforest, the website. It's it's, going to trigger my OCD like every single time I see that cover now. One thing that I can definitely say about these games, about these books from, from Wizards of the Coast is it is awesome to see stats for 
creatures and cards that you've grown to love. That's the best part. And my dog has decided to lose his mind. Yeah. <laughs> but like from ever since back in the beginning, I have I've been like, geez, where like somebody needs to do this for D and want stats for all of these creatures. Like, especially when they came out with the foolish goblin decks, like the goblin rock sled and goblin sappers and all those old school, like the monsters, goblin raiders. And I wanted stats for all of those. And now that they're finally doing it, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I see. And there's there's uh, a lot of chat right now going on that this people really like the regular cup cover. Some people like the alternate cover. Uh, I I uh, like the alternate cover. It's it's definitely a standout and it's different. But I, I I like that. I don't need all my books to be exactly the same. I just so. don't think it's fire like uh, like the other ones are. Please, could you not? You Please, know? just Hoggers, no. right? Ah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just admit it. We're all old. Let's just get over it. <laughs> oh man. No, I, I I'm glad that there's another book coming out for D&D. It's it's uh, it's great. It'll be interesting. Now, <laughs> you'd be hard pressed like, to stop them at this point. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like it's almost, how how often they put out a new book? It seems like almost every month now at this point. So originally, when when fifth edition kind of kicked off, they were putting out a new book about every three months. Um, and then it kind of accelerated about a year or two ago to about a book every mm, 10 weeks. Uh, but at the end of the year here, they really ramped it up and we've had a new book just about every month for the past four months. So it's, uh, it definitely, definitely hit hard and fast. And I think that's because they're pushing things out because we know we're getting like 5.5 next year. So yeah, it's it might be they might be speeding along the, the process of some of these other books just to kind of th- they're in the pipeline, you know, the, yeah, trying to get them out. Also, I think it's because they've branched out so much because you have the whole uh, Magic the Gathering line from Wizards now. You have your core D and D line, and then you have the various worlds that they're mm-hmm. starting to drop books for, like Ravenloft and that sort of thing. So you've got a lot of material to push down the pipe. Like they're investing a lot of money developing all these products. They need to get them out the door to justify the amount of money they're spending on development. So that's why they're this. See, this is as <laughs> a terrible comparison, really. But this is one of the reasons why I stopped collecting magic cards because the release cycle got to be so fast. It priced me out of it. I literally I couldn't keep up. <laughs> I just didn't have the cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. Rory actually says Wizards of the Coast put out a new book while you, while we're all talking. Ooh, yeah. All right. Sweet. Is that the um, uh, the BCG uh, setting? That is. Yeah. That is. And I'll tell you. The cover for that, the alternate color for that, is straight up bonkers. Bonkers. Is that, is that, is that, is that, I'll give you bonkers. bonkers I'm, bringing, I'm bringing bonkers back. How about that? That's cool. Um, I um, like the tubular reference. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott says the cover is really tubular. Wait, do kids? I remember say? that. Still surfer talk. Gnarly <laughs> oh, dude. Imagine having a pop tart like monster. They do. In, it's in, uh, they call it a cloaker. Cloaker. You could, yeah, you could get a cloaker that looks just like a pop tart. I'm sure. Um, yeah, now that, no, now, I'm, that, I'm, now I'm, that we've totally gone off on the BCG world, <laughs> but at least you didn't mention Mork Borg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm purposely not because evidently Wave Man uh, Mav uh, calls me out for it, so I'm not going to say it tonight. Uh, I might mention it in the post credit scene. How about that? <laughs> uh, or chat. Hey, so Wizards of the, well, the one thing that, that I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken, but Ben. Ha- 
we've we've been talking about all these shipping issues this year with with uh, all the things that are going on. Has Wizard of the Coast seen any kind of shipping impact uh, or delays on on their books? Is that is that kind of a thing? Is are you noticing? Like, okay, well, I can kind of Ben Ben has an opinion. He yeah. would like to share it. Yes, yeah. uh, Wizards has. This book was actually set to release November seventeenth. Oh, it was uh, really. I didn't yeah. Know that. Uh, when it was first announced, this book was set to release November 17th. Uh, and But it got pushed back almost a month. Um, Interesting. Uh, it was pushed back at the same time Fizzbands was. Fizzbands was only pushed back a couple of weeks. This right. one was pushed back uh, several. Um, but yeah, they have definitely run into issues. Their D&D line has been a little less impacted than their magic uh their magic has been an absolute train wreck and that's a whole nother show if you want to go into it yeah no but, we'll, um, we'll save that for another show when but yeah it. these these books um uh especially the the lgs exclusive alt covers have been hyper allocated um uh, they are uh i didn't go super deep on them here uh for quarter staff just because it's the magic setting it's not a um didn't like the cover. You know, it's not one of the core worlds. I like the cover. Yeah. Stop it. Um, but I'm hearing reports that uh, people who did go a little bit deeper saw allocations as low as uh, uh, 30, 35% of what they actually wow. pre-ordered. So that's rough. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's super rough. Oh, oh, we didn't get we didn't get to Southern Skies thing. We're gonna have to cover that in the. That's all right. That's all right. In the later. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, so but yeah. It's, yeah, That's, I, mean, uh, I guess I haven't really kept my ear to the ground on on uh, on the shipping delays. I know in the tabletop in, in board games and Kickstarter, like that whole world is just a mess as far as shipping is concerned. But so I guess it's just it, you one would be natural to you know just assume yeah. that the Wizards of the Coast is also being impacted yeah. by that. So I, I just I guess I, I don't really I don't play Magic and and I don't play D and D all that much. But, I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn, so I'm going to grab a book off the off my shelf here. But um, yeah, when when Fifth Edition first came out, they were printed in the U.S. Uh, but uh, since they've kind of expanded and grown to meet demand, a lot of these books are now printed in China. So yes, they are. They're feeling the crunch as well. So. Uh, Vandebeest wants to know: Has there been shipping delays in the sports card market? Actually, there has been. There's still product that still hasn't been released for last season's uh, basketball, uh, and uh, yeah, and so that's that's a big thing. We're going to go into 2022 uh, with a product that was supposed to be uh, old sports cards. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. They're, they're actually going to be putting out this year's seasons, this season's, uh, which sometimes happens. Oh. This season's products. Like at the same time as old <laughs> last season's products are going to come out. Yeah, Sorry, I just I saw Tom's comment. <laughs> Don't worry, Far West will be out soon. Uh, will it? Will it, Tom? Do you think? <laughs> Quite possible. Uh, all right. Uh, what uh, What else you got for us? Uh, uh, the other one is actually a, a, a deck building game that's gotten a lot of buzz, mostly because of its designer that's behind it. And this is The Hunger. And the designer is a, is a small name in, in, in gaming. You may have heard of him before. Uh, Richard Garfield did a did a few other tiny oh, games. I've, I've, I've had the comic strip before. It's good. Um, it's about, uh, he likes lasagna, right? Yeah. He does like lasagna. Nice. Yeah. Hates yeah. Mondays, though. It's, Something it's about Mondays, that. And, yeah. yeah, and sunbeams are are are, are nappy. Yeah. 
but The Hunger is actually a, it's a deck building game in which you play uh, as, a va- uh, as a vampire. You have to optimize your deck, which will then allow you to go out and hunt humans, which score you victory points. Uh, you get to do other secret missions that are around. Uh, and the whole goal is to actually get a rose that will allow you to secure your immortality. But you have to then get back to the castle before sunrise. So it feels like there's almost like a push-your-luck mechanic in here, very similar to like Clank, uh, where you're trying to score as many points as you can, but you as, you as you go out and hunt and get the victory points, your deck is slowing you down, which is going to be harder for you to get back. And if you don't get back, you get absolutely nothing at the end. So... Um, it'll be, I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing this. I love a good deck builder. It's been a little bit in the board game market since we've had kind of a, a new deck builder really hit the market and make a splash. So I'm definitely yeah. hoping that, uh, Richard Garfield can put something kind of unique and, uh, something that has a good little twist in it, uh, out there. It's, it's been really well reviewed by, uh, early, uh, previewers and reviewers. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, the, I, I just realized that this game is is published by Renegade Game Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got another. It looks like there's another game, like another studio tied to it, but I don't know. Or Ori Games. Ori Games. I don't know. Usually, um, usually, if there's like another studio kind of tied to it, it's it's for the international market. Um, okay. And I believe Origames or Or Games um, is. French? Okay. Right. What? Um, really? I, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, the company name is Origames, and it's French. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't name the companies. I just, I just. I know it's just that's them, a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just look them up, but yeah, they've, uh, they've worked uh, previously within the the CCG world. Apparently, they did uh, gaming magazines. Uh, back in the early days of Magic, um, and they've also worked. Uh, they worked with Yellow on a few uh, games, which makes sense, being that Yellow is uh, French originally as well. So, um, but yeah, it looks like they're kind of a design studio. Uh, so they probably helped Richard Garfield out uh, with this and and getting it together. And then Renegade seems to be the distribution partner here in the uh, North America. Uh, Tom Ryan says, "Does Garfield have his own studio?" I, that's a good question. I don't know. It's Italian though, because it's you know they need to import the lasagna. It's not French. Yeah. Okay. I think John has a studio and he just lives there. You guys, I tell you, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard anything from this because usually with, I'm, I, I've got you know I, I'm pretty up to date on what Renegade Game Studios puts out, and I, I, I haven't seen this one. You know, this one's kind of flown under my under the radar for me. I, I guess I didn't uh, didn't realize that this was this was coming from them. Yeah, this one did get a bit delayed. I believe I I think they wanted to have it ready for a Gen Con release, and due to the uh, pandemic and everything, it it, it kind of okay. got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Uh, and because it's been solicited for us, I think since uh, like May. I think it's when we first started getting solicitations for it in the in the hobby retail sector. So interesting. I'm surprised that uh, I, I guess it, it kind of makes sense because they have put out uh, the GI Joe deck builder and the Transformers deck builder. I think those those are are those available at retail now. I think. I think uh, if they are, they were I haven't available gotten at them. You haven't gotten them? <laughs> no, I, I have not. So. I don't even um, know if I've ordered them to be honest. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's not. There's I've been no buzz on those at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've got uh, copies of them. I haven't I haven't played them at all, to be honest with you. I haven't even opened them uh, just because, A, I've been too busy, and, and B, I haven't really heard too much about it. Uh, so I'm wondering if that's the reason why we haven't heard too much about the, this game, the Hunger game, is because of the fact that they're trying to push those other two Push their titles. own. The, the, I, the, the I IPs are a little more yeah. tied with. and Because... Uh, it, I would wager, if I were Renegade, I would want to, with with the big 80s cartoon IPs, make them so that we can produce a new expansion every quarter and kind of keep the money train rolling on those. Where this one seems to be a little bit more self-contained and may not actually, uh, you know, scream uh, expansions for it. So. Gotcha. Uh, Rory says, uh, I tried to order the G.I. Joe deck builder and my friendly little game store just threw up their hands. Uh, that's, that's too bad. Oh boy. I, I, uh, knowing some of the behind the scenes things that have happened in the industry with the whole supply chain and everything, I am sure that that is uh, because they've tried and have just been unable to get it, Rory. Uh, maybe there's other things at play there, uh, but um, that would be my wager. It's uh, it's very hard to get things right now. So yeah. uh, even things that we should be able to get very easily, uh, it's it's. I'll throw yeah, up my hands sometimes too. It's, it's <laughs> it's so. I think it's a good thing though that they, if they're going to release games like CCGs like that, um, that the core set be tight. It needs to be a fully functional game right out of the box like that. Like so many of these ccg games come out with a promise of you know an expansive release catalog in the future and then they don't sell that great and then all of a sudden the releases get pushed back or taken off the charts or whatever like the game needs to be solid when it launches and if it's not there's kind of like i'm mm-hmm. not going to buy a game where like i'm like okay this is cool but it's half the game that i wanted it's kind of like when you buy like a triple a video game and they want you to subscribe to a season pass you know and you're like okay in six hours, I played through all the content that's available. Now I have to wait three months for more content. So I'm like, eh, I'd rather wait, get the game of the year edition at the end of the year. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So to release a solid game right out of the gate is a, is probably a great idea. Like if everybody loves it, then you're like, hey, guess what? We have more ideas. Here we go. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, all right. Is, is that all that we've got for uh, new at the store this week, Ben? Was, uh, those are the two that I wanted to kind of highlight. And I do want to say we're probably not really looking at too much for the rest of the year coming out really? uh, in the store. Um, with the way everything's backed up, uh, a lot of the uh, distributors themselves, even if the uh, even if the supply chain wasn't backed up before it gets to them, they're putting out more product than they really should on a daily basis and really trying to get things into your local stores in time for the holidays. So like, I'm not expecting any new stuff probably for the next month. Um, it's going to be a lot of restocks in your store and, and just, uh, people trying to get through the rest of the year with what they've got, uh, just based on everything. At this point, if something arrives in the mail, you're like, Holy cow, it showed up pretty much. (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, that's going to bring us to our featured uh, segment, which is going to be uh, pay to play. Uh, this is the uh, we're going to talk about the new Marvel multiverse role playing game, the playtest rulebook that's coming out at the end of March. Uh, we're going to talk a little. We're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, whether or not we agree with the uh, publishers putting out uh, a 
pay for playtest version before the finished product is coming out. Stick around. And now, our feature presentation. So this uh, this is kind of news. This this news I think broke around was it Q two of this year that Marvel was going to be putting out a new uh, fantasy role or a new role playing game tabletop game uh, based on their IP. Uh, you're going to be able to like play as uh, existing you know Marvel characters if you want, or you can create your own. Uh, they really hadn't when they first announced that they were doing a new RPG. They they hadn't. Uh, mentioned what kind of system it was going to use or what they just uh they just announced who was going to be designing it and i now for the life of me i closed out the window that the article that i had up uh for it uh do you guys remember who's who's the uh who's the designer of this it's like matt uh crap i can't remember who who is the designer for this do you remember i'm looking it up real quick his name is uh, matt forbeck yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it was going to be designed by Mac Forbeck, uh, and uh, yeah, we, we, it was supposed to come out sometime the end of, of next year. Uh, this then then they made the announcement uh, a little while ago that they were going to put out a playtest version uh, that that folks can buy. Uh, it's going to come out the end of uh, March. Uh, you're going to be able to play pre-existing uh, characters. They're going to give you pre-gens. I don't know if they're going to give you rules on how to make your own. I'm pretty sure it you know? did say there was going to be rules for making your own Okay. in the playtest packet. Oh, yep. It says uh, you'll be able to take on the rules of Marvel's yeah. most famous superheroes or create entirely new ones to fight some of the most dangerous dangerous supervillains in the Marvel universe. Uh you're going to be the. It's going to be packed with illustrations from Marvel's amazing comic book artists. The playtest better be. Look, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what Marvel. Marvel <laughs> if this, if this book has crappy art, wow. <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, the playtest rulebook will include full, full profiles for fans to become their favorite adventures, mutants, and other heroes, including Spider-Man, Black Panther, Captain America, Thor, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Wolverine, Storm, and many more. So they're going to have. Uh, they're going to have uh, X Men. They're going to have you know characters that are very, very. Uh, it's, it's the very familiar. forefront of the yeah. the MCU that they're they're bringing into the role play, which is smart because that's how you're going to get oh, yeah. more people in. Start yeah. off with the big hitters. Yep, X Men and X Men and MCU uh, all stars. That's that's what yeah. you want. I mean, that's the, those are pretty much the characters that sell whenever you go to a toy store. You know, whenever you walk down a toy aisle, those are the ones that, those are the characters you mostly see on the pegs. Uh, so it makes sense that they're going to put those characters out uh, in, in a playtest form. Uh, it's written and co-designed, co-designed by award-winning and New York Times best-selling author Matt Forbeck. Uh, he wrote the Marvel Encyclopedia, Dungeons and Dragons, and Dungeons and Dragons Endless Quest. I don't think yep. I've, I've seen that one. What? Uh, you haven't seen Endless Quest books? What are you I, talking I, about? The, the endless, oh, the Endless so... Quest books. Are those, are those the ones that are like uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You, no, you no. sent us you one of those. Us, I sent you put those. them in yeah, the patrons. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, a very prolific author as well. He's written a lot of books. Uh, yeah, he's he's and he's he wrote quite a few of those endless quest books too. So uh, he was uh, done work for Games Workshop. Oh, yeah. Has he, uh, that's yeah. 
he wrote the Blood Bowl books. He he co-wrote the rules and helped design the rules for Warzone, which is one of their big sellers in the last few years for uh, skirmish level gaming. Gotcha, gotcha. He's the man's got some chops under him. All right. Uh, the yes. book rulebook will in introduce players to the all new D six one six system an accessible and easy-to-learn system for newcomers to tabletop RPGs and a natural evolution for those familiar with the most popular tabletop role-playing games on the market. You're going to be using might, agility, resilience, vigilance, ego, and logic to win the day and discover your true abilities. So basically, when it's a 3D6 system, and if you roll a 616, that's like that's like rolling a 20, I guess, if you're rolling a D20, yeah. which is interesting. I, I realize that Ben pointed it out in the chat. It's six, or was it, was it, were you Ben or Barney? Yeah. I think it was uh, Ben. Yeah. It's, it's based on Earth 616. Which is the primary multiverse in the yeah. Marvel canon. See, until Ben said that, I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You're going to roll <laughs> a six, a one, and a six, and that's your, that's your ooh, ah moment. Like, yeah. that's your 20. And then, but then I, at the back of my mind, I was like, they don't want to release a system where your top roll is six, six, six. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so I'm sure fair. they probably had some level of influence on it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that's fair enough. I, if I had to wager like how, how it will work. Um, and I don't know if we've seen this at all before at all, but I, I haven't seen it. I would wager that one of your die is another color or you're supposed to roll it separately or something. And it actually will subtract from the total of the other two is, is kind of how I feel. So if you roll a six, a six, and then your one is your subtraction die, then rolling a 13 or rolling an 11 is actually the highest you can get. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's, I'm curious that's where to my see how it's going to work too. Goes. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to how Honestly, it's, it smacks of gimmick to me. And that's what I don't like. It's it's a gimmick for the game. It's and, and I, I get it that they're trying to make a unique dice system like every game before it has, but that yeah. combined with the whole Marvel thing for your stats, it's it's a gimmick. So there there are a couple things that that, that I appreciate here with with this three uh, D six system. Um, I, I appreciate that they they, they just didn't dump it into a D twenty system, like and make it a 5e port or some or some some sort of you know 5e adjacent system i like the fact that they're doing something with with 3d6 it's and i like how they kind of just they're they're trying to come up with something that are unique it's not going to be a uh you know a powered by the apocalypse game it's not going to be a forge in the dark game it's going to be you know it's, it's not a 5e game it, it's their own thing which is great i i, I appreciate that I, I i i am not i am one of those those game players the players that that doesn't like it when when you know companies take an ip and she shoehorns shoehorn their ip into into a set uh, sorry. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate that the fact that they're trying to do something different. And if it's a 3D6 system, more than likely it's going to be fairly rules light. And that's also good, too, because well, with, that with, depends on how you use your 3D6, though, Doug. I mean, true. you look at for look at the free league with the D66 system. Like that, that, that gives you like a massive table of results. So if they're going to expand on something like that, 
You could have big tables. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you have three d six, how many tables are you really going to have to refer to? Like, how many? There's only so many results that you can roll with with the three d six. No, but if they use it, but if they use it like the d sixty six system, where your first uh, your first d six is your tens, and the next one follows after it, yeah, that gives you larger tables. And if they're going to do that with three dice, that could be big honking tables. I have, a, I don't, I have a feeling that they're not going to do that. They kind of need to know, in some just, instances, it though. Makes me think that that's that's uh, how they. Uh, I, I don't know. I think if they don't if they don't give it a little bit of intensity and variance. It's going to be very boring for people to be like, well, I've got, you know, this hero versus that hero and this hero should easily outmatch that hero. And for some reason, my dice are allowing me to keep up like as cool as that is, it's not really going to represent the comic. And I think they are trying to represent that. So, yeah, uh, Walter W says uh, there's 216 probable outcomes with uh, 3D6. Uh, so, yeah, that, I mean that's not horrible i mean i i don't know i just i i, I want to know more before i actually like just say oh no this is going to be garbage i i am yeah. or well, yeah. yeah this no, is going to yeah. be amazing i, I want to know more but i i do like what i see so far i think it's going to be great for if, if what they say is is what i'm thinking it should be a system that families and new new players are going to be able to just pick up and play and and play, you know not have to rule, worry too much about uh, learning a whole bunch of rules and, and, and everything to, to just start playing. I think it's going to be more rules heavy than you expect. You think it's going to be more rules heavy? I don't think it's going to be like chokingly rules heavy like 5th edition or Pathfinder. Um, but I think it'll probably be somewhere like some middle ground in, in there. Like it's going to be it's going to be more intense than just standard 3D6 mechanics like where your results are 3D18 kind of thing. But I like I don't think they're gonna try and like Matthew to death. I really don't. I I like the fact that uh, you know this the 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 playtest booklet is gonna be uh, 109 pages. I think is what they said. So that, yeah. that's a good and and to be honest with you, a lot of the free league uh, quick start you know uh, PDFs are around that uh, or more. Uh, so I think that that's a good way to kind of get folks playing and and to see if they like it. Um, now this is a this is going to be 109 pages. It's I think it's just a soft cover book, and it's a playtest booklet. I think are they going to put this in comp? Ben, do you? I, I don't know if you know Ben for sure or not. Do you know if this is going to like friendly local game stores and a comic book stores? I would think that this would be a, a product that that Marvel would want in their comic book stores and available for that audience as well. All I know is that a lot of the things that they put out there. Um, have kind of indicated that you should contact your local comic shop to get this. Um, I, I seeing as that, you know, um, uh, Alliance, uh, distribution is owned by diamond distribution, um, which is the big Marvel distributor. Um, uh, although I guess random house is picking, picking up stuff now too, which anyway, Distribution worries aside, comic stores and uh, game stores should be able to get this. Um, it looks like the only places it's seeing any real pre-order traction right now are big box stores and Amazon. 
So if you are interested in it, definitely talk to your local store, see if you can get it. You've got a you know a few months to 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 track it down and get it. So, um, but it looks like they are pushing it hard online through the box stores and the online retailers. Uh, but it, you know it's pre-ordering for a ten dollar price point. So it's it's definitely. Um, and and I can talk a little bit about price now. Ten dollar price point for a hundred and you know some odd pages in a paperback, probably only with a full color cover. I don't think the interior will be full cover for the so? playtest. Uh, I don't think so for a playtest. Yeah, for a playtest, probably not. It's about right for a price point if someone were making a book about that amount. Um, in fact, it's probably even a little little on the lower end, so it definitely feels like it's priced to sell a bunch of copies. They want to put this into a lot of people's hands. I, I think that's they want to. They're trying to. They're trying to find the balance there. They want to. They don't want to have feedback from everybody who just grabs a copy off the shelf and wants to write in, "Hey, this game sucks." You know, get bent. They want. They they put that little bit of a price tag on it so that you're going to have to spend ten dollars if you want to make that comment. Yeah, I think that uh, you know the, the price point is is fair. I think it's great. Um, I and it will get people playing it. This game that are fans that are fans of Marvel and fans of RPGs. Uh, and and uh, I'm gonna get, just get, go back to some of the questions before I get to my next my next uh, my next comment. Uh, Tom Tom Ryan says yes. I ordered it from my friend from my local comic store, so that's awesome. So you should be able to to, uh, to order it. Uh, and then he also said that they, they do have two alternate alternate art mm-hmm. covers, one by popular artist Peach Momoko. Uh, so it really kind of sounds like they're really t- kind of taking this that that whole comic book spin on it with with uh, you know oh, trying to, you have to which, uh, you can't which, not <laughs> which ah that worries me a little bit it, because most alt covers and comics require shops to order a lot of the base yep. version to get one of the alt cover um maybe yep. that'll be different for this since it is kind of a gaming product but uh, if they're going the comic route, um, they're they're really hoping to stick a lot of these on on store shelves, which um, may not be the best for your local comic store to order a hundred of these to get the fancy exclusive cover. You think that's what it'll be? You have to order a hundred copies. I I I couldn't <clears throat> say. I just know how that's uh, that's how a lot of the alt covers in the the normal books go. Uh, comic stores get yeah. one copy per X that they order. And some of the rare ones you need to order a hundred copies. A lot. That's yeah. something to get. So when I used to collect, I collected only alt cover. Well, not only alt covers, but I collected every alt cover when I used to collect way back in the eighties. And the, my local comic shop was like, you need to drum up a lot of support for this yourself. Cause if we don't get at least 60 people pre-ordering this, we are not ordering the bulk amount that we need to get these variant covers. So, I, or maybe they might just do, do it totally different and say, "Hey, here's I hope so. here's I hope three so. different SKUs. 
order yeah, as many I mean, as you want. Here's order ten of these, ten of these, ten of these, and maybe they only let local game stores order the two SKUs that have the alternate art and make it something that only they you tell. So so that now that they have this big you know they, they have this big push for for you know Amazon and big box retailers uh, for the just the regular game as it is right now. Maybe that's something that they're going to do for the friendly local, you know, local comic book stores, the friendly local game stores. Uh, so then that way, you know, people have a reason to, to rush to uh, and, and pick it up that way as well. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, let's hope that they, that's what they're doing. I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, having like a really super rare alternate art cover for an RPG playtest book probably isn't the best way to go but uh we'll see we'll we'll see it will it'll get people to pay attention if yeah. that's your favorite artist mm -hmm. you're gonna true. go out there you're that's gonna true. get it yeah yeah that's true so I'm trying to hop gonna... into hop into my distributor right now and and see and what see i can available. what what i can pre-order as a game uh, store i'm hoping it's comic book sized like a graphic novel that would you know, be nice. like yeah. like the Walking Dead graphic novels, the, com yeah. the compilation issues, because that would be really cool. I don't want I don't want a D and D sized book out of this for some reason. I don't I don't know why. Uh, Matthew McLeod says, hopefully the alternate <laughs> art cover won't be purple, <laughs> unless it's got Hawkeye in his original costume. I, then it can be all the purple. So I, you would think that Marvel, with all the public pu you know, publishing that they do, they kind of they they know the graphic. You know the the collected editions. What are those called? The graphic novels, omnibuses, like, um, whatever. Yeah, trade, you trade. Know, whenever they do, whenever they do those those, you know, oh, yeah, the trade those, paperback. Those, yeah. Trade paperbacks. Yeah. That's what it is. So you would think that that, that this would probably be another trade paperback. Uh, you know, size. Yeah, book I think that would that would be really size. cool. Like it would be very would be. comic e. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you would get a lot of folks that would pick it up just because they they go, oh, this is a trade paperback, and then be like, oh, what is this? You know. You might get some yeah. more smarty that way. Uh, yeah, sorry, Tom says trade paperback. Yeah, I, I'm not really up on my uh, comic book uh, terms, but I knew that there was some sort of term for that. Uh, so $10, you get to have an early playtest of the rules. You actually will be able to give feedback. I'm kind of mm -hmm. curious as to how they're going to do that. If it's an online forum... Uh, are they going to have something that because you know if they have all these copies out there in the yeah. wild and people are playing it how are they going to funnel that feedback I think it's going to be a form you think so? it's going to be a form you fill out online like select what you want to comment on from this drop down menu enter what you want to comment you know that kind of thing they're, they have to do that because otherwise they're going to pay some poor intern or a room full of interns to sift through Probably, like, if it's anything like playtest experiences that I've had in the past, 95% of the feedback is garbage. It's immediately toss it out the window. This game is really cool. I love it. Yeah, you got to release it now. Thanks, but not useful, you know? Um, so I, I think they're going to end up with a lot of stuff like that. So they kind of need an online submission form. You can't just have people writing a dissertation. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. It, it'll be interesting to see... Because comic Marvel fans are some of the most vocal fans, as far as <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm not saying this as, as a bad thing. Don't don't they, say that. Well, no, you can because if they don't like something you're doing, they right. will bury you. They, they they are very you know if it's not to the letter of what's already been established, they they're usually very vocal about that. So yep. it'll be interesting to see you know how this system plays out and how 
they, how, how that existing community likes it and how they, if it feels like they're, the I just, I, I want to, I need to see the mechanics. I, that's all I want. I don't, I'm not even worried about who's got what powers or what abilities or anything like that. I just want to see the rolling mechanics yeah. because if you roll a six, one, six, I'm curious, is that rolling three D six? And you know, like you just, if, it, if a six, a one and a six come up your aces and if, a, if the three sixes come up, it's, it's not as good. Like, or is it 666 possibilities? So like that's, be like that's, rolling, uh, rolling percentiles, but um, almost, it's almost like a D one thousand at that point. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like if, but it, like I don't think they're gonna go that way because that would be really like that would make for some massive tables unless you started breaking them up into like you know one to fifteen is this thing and sixteen to thirty yeah. or thirty is the next thing kind of deal. But like just the idea of rolling three d six and having a six one six come up, I mean that's cool. I mean that's yeah cool. I, I rock the house kind of thing, but. That implies that you can roll six five six and six four six. Like is that is that are those are the are those three dice individual or is it a total? Like that's what I'm curious about. I don't know yet. We, we don't yeah, know I know yet. that's 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 why I, I, it annoys <laughs> yeah. me that this is all we know. It really bugs me that this is just this is like the ultimate tease. <laughs> I, I think to kind of cycle back to the playtest like aspect of it. Um a lot of people kind of forgot that D&D 5th edition went through a very large public playtest. Yep. Uh, D&D Next was the project that actually <laughs> gave them, you know, what is now the most popular roleplay system in the world, uh, probably ever. Um, Pathfinder did the same thing too, did they not? With their uh, second edition? Did they not yes, have a... Yeah, their second edition, yeah. they did a public... Um, but the big difference with that is they didn't make people pay for the play test. No, it was I just think, a massive book. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I'm concerned about with the paying of the play test is people will buy this play test uh, book and that's just what they'll use. They won't give feedback. They won't buy the full oh. book when it shows out. They're like, I got a $10 role play game that allows me to do whatever I want. Who cares? Yeah. I can I can house rule things if they're not quite right. Yeah. I don't need to worry about that. Um, so I kind of feel like maybe maybe paying the play test in this regard could backfire and may actually cost some sales of the bigger book because people are like, well, I've got this. I'll you know th th yeah. I can I can talk to my buddy online or, or grab things, and make little notations in my ten dollar book rather than spend 50 when or 60 yeah. when when the the full book comes out maybe yeah, that, not that, maybe they'll hold enough back but no that was definitely one of my concerns too when when we when we put up this episode that like is it going to impact the the, the you know the the official release once that once that's out um we've seen like this isn't the first time a company has done this by the way we we've seen this happen before pathfinder second edition did the same thing they put out a play, mm -hmm. play and that book was much more expensive than this ten dollar price point right now. No, right? Yeah, but they, you didn't have to buy it though. The, the you did, you could download it. You could buy yeah, the physical book from them, oh, but okay. you could also you could download, download the, the PDF for free. It was for free. Yeah. Which 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 we did sell uh, a, a what I would consider a decent number of copies. We weren't going to bring it in, but we had people asking to buy it because of the desire to have a physical book. So, 
um, you know, maybe they will. Uh, I will say, though, that a lot of people that did buy the physical playtest for Pathfinder, probably only half of them came back and got the core book for yeah. the second. <laughs> so. I, I, think, I think that... <laughs> I, I don't want to like disparage Pathfinder players or, or everything, or, or if you love Second Edition Pathfinder, then awesome. I I I have a feeling that Path, Second Edition Pathfinder is not selling oh, no. as well it's as not. Paizo. They, they'll, Paizo freely admits it. It is not selling oh. to their expectations. They yeah. they're they're on the record as saying that. I, I'm pretty sure I saw a, a couple of articles about that at one point. So that and most of the know, community has said the same thing. They're like. Second edition is the new hotness because it's new, but it's not as good uh, in most people's. Well, not in most people's. I shouldn't say that. In a lot of people's minds, this first edition is still the better product. Yeah. Um, let me actually scroll back up because I believe uh, we had uh, a really good comment from Southern Skies. Pay to play tests. This is fairly common in the Kickstarter space these days with the alpha beta versions released to backers during the layout stage, especially for smaller companies who uh, may have a single external uh, editor, if any. The motivated backers then do further real-world te real testing and pick up that many, uh, the many technical typos or exotic rule interactions that may break the product so it can be fixed for final release. Yeah, that I feel like that's a little bit different, though. Like, I, I feel... and, and I'm just speaking from from experience with with uh, Free League is the one that does this for quite a bit, and and I I feel like with Free League's PDFs when they put out an alpha and beta uh, edition, it's like ninety percent, you know, or, or better. It, it's also one of those things that you're not backing the alpha and beta; you're backing the final product, right? And you're getting the alpha beta to tide you over and for you to help, you know, make the final product better. Mm. You're not paying for the alpha beta and then you have to buy the the final product again, which is, yep. which is where we are with the, the Marvel multiverse. Uh, I think yeah, the big thing with this is I don't think this is a play test so much as it is a stress test. I don't think that Marvel is going to stand there and say, Hey, we want you guys to look at this neat new rules idea we have. Give us your feedback, and we're going to see if we're going to go ahead with it. I think they have like 90% of this locked down as to how they want it to go. They're just giving the public the opportunity to take it right. and run with it and fool around with it. And the feedback they're, go they're going to take most of is going to be, this system is clunky. This system doesn't work. You know, this system is broken because of XYZ. So I, I don't think it's so much a genuine play test as it is more of a stress test on the game itself. You, you mean like instead of instead of the system, you mean like the mechanics or like this, yeah. this certain mechanics? I think that's what they want. Okay. Yeah, they want to give us, they get, they're looking to give us the mechanics so that we can say, okay, this 616 system, okay, let's, let's put it through the ringer. Let's sit here and roll dice for the entire afternoon just trying to see what happens. Can we screw it up? Does it represent the mechanics properly? You know, does it make you feel like a hero when you're rolling your dice? Like, is that aspect of it available? Uh, so I, I think, like, if, unless the feedback is unanimously one-sided in a particular direction, they're not going to really make any major changes to the game at this point. They know how they want it to go already. What they're worried about is, just like any game, like even, like, I'll look at any MMO that launches, within the first week and a half, the public has broken your game to pieces, because they found all the exploits, they found all the tricks, they found all the loopholes. 
that's what they're hoping for. They want they want the public to come back to them and say, "Hey, did you guys realize that if you do X, Y, and Z, you broke this game?" <laughs> so they're looking to they're looking for that more than genuine help us build a game. Right. Yeah, I think it's definitely you know, hey, let's uh, let's get more people playing this. So then that way, we if there's anything that's really kind of you know sketchy about a certain mechanic or something you know we can fix it before mm-hmm. you know, just just kind of polish the edges a little bit more in, in terms of what they, they want to do with with the final product um I, I don't think like you said i think the majority of the game is is probably all designed it's just a matter of you know fixing and making sure everything else is well balanced and somebody really- mentioned a little while back that they were wondering if the the uh, 3d6 mechanic wasn't based on stats yeah, and I, I thought that was I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Like, what if because you have the whole the whole Marvel mm-hmm. stats thing, what if you are picking three of those stats, kind of like what we did with Blue Planet? Remember when he was when they oh, were yeah. when we were asked like, hey, what skill yep. do you think you should use for this? Your GM says, hey, give me three skills that you think will help you in this role. Take your your skill value plus your dice roll, and there's your result, kind of thing. Like that would be an interesting mechanic then. Yeah. I- it's hard to like. I, I'm. I think, based on what the, they've given us, so very little to work with and to kind of come up with an opinion as far as the system is concerned. It's not even in my mind. It's. I'm not even. I'm still waiting to 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 see whether or not it's going to work or not. Oh, yeah, this is this is just a huge tease at the moment. This is right? just a huge tease <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um, I'm just kind of curious as to whether or not people are going to like like Ben said. It are if people go out and buy this product, this playtest booklet, are they going to come back for the for the final copy? I guess it's all, it all depends on the system. Yeah, it really kind of does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you like the system, you're going to go back and and you're going to buy. It. If you don't like the system, you're not going to go back and buy it. Yeah. And and that's a huge huge gamble for Marvel uh, in, yeah. in the well, designer. Superheroes is hard to pull off because. They're almost they're they're almost like like other the larger franchises like Star Wars, Star Trek. If you don't feel like if you're playing Wolverine and you don't feel like your character on paper and the dice rolling you're doing is representing that character, you don't you're done. You you don't like it. Like I guarantee, like so many times when I was playing the old Marvel game, um, the old original Marvel superheroes, um, I would throw in like Sentinels versus the X Men. And the Sentinels would mop the floor with the X-Men because their stats were just better than the X-Men stats. Unless they all ganged up on a single Sentinel, there was no chance. Like three Sentinels easily mopped the floor with like four or five X-Men. And we were all sitting there going like, well, I mean, I get it. I mean, the point of fighting a Sentinel is to gang up on it so it can't adapt. Understandable. But there was a lot of instances where people were like, okay, I'm Spider-Man. I'm doing my thing. And wait, how come this didn't work? How could I miss a shot with a web? Spider-Man almost never misses, like maybe one in a thousand shots with his webs kind of thing. And it kept happening. And we were all like, eh, eh. (laughs) It's hard to to stay interested when you don't feel like the hero you're trying to be. Yeah, if you're just getting beat down, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, an average Joe. It's kind of hard to... Uh, Scott says, uh, my group bought the playtest book and used that for the game. We looked online for updates and fixes. I'm I'm assuming that's for the, the... Pathfinder uh, second edition uh, uh, playtest book. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, yeah. Well, uh, no. Jason, <laughs> Jason is spot on. Wait, <laughs> oh, no, we don't. I should have never brought that comment on the screen. Uh, let's see here. Scott says Marvel knows that they will sell many playtest playtest games to comic book fans and then sell yeah, the final version for sure. version to role players. Yeah, that, especially if they're going to do the alternate art and collectibil- well, collectability thing too. If if the main book ends up being say I don't know two hundred pages like your standard hardback kind of size book sort of thing, like but uh, and they fill it with art from like a dozen or more popular Marvel artists, mm-hmm. they will sell the book strictly for that. People yeah, will buy it just to have, like I said, that they have a favorite artist. Like for me, back in the old days with Todd McFarlane, Spider-Man, Todd McFarlane could draw anything in that era. And I was like, I don't care if he's drawing a poster for Goodwill. <laughs> I will buy that poster. And, as long, and, and if it has original art, and like pieces that, that people haven't seen before, it's definitely going to sell because, you know, people love all that stuff too. Uh, let's there see here. Was, just uh I, i've been kind of trolling reddit here um a little bit and trying to find the m- most up-to-date stuff we have mm-hmm. uh apparently the the rule book will have a uh, a campaign for you to play mm-hmm. through a little a uh, little short in campaign a, ooh, i was gonna through. say in a 109 page um, book that's got to be interesting yeah it uh so that will be um uh and then they'll also include uh i guess it's an adventure not necessarily a full campaign mm-hmm. but um so and then gonna... there are instructions uh for you to contact marvel um and uh, apparently the the phrasing that was used in the in the solicitation is your feedback may be factored into the core rulebook hmm. maybe. So, maybe. maybe if enough people pick on one thing they'll look at it yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of interesting in a 109 page book they're going to give you character creation no, they're going to give you the rule oh, system, yeah, yeah. and they're going to give you um, obviously stat blocks for existing for existing heroes, a bunch, bunch of the existing heroes, um, and they're going to give you a campaign. That's not a lot of pages to get everything in there. And, and that makes me, wonder or at least how, an adventure. Sorry, yeah. That, that makes me wonder how rules light the system is because if you've got a ton of different mechanics. You're, there's no way you're going to be able to fit all that in 109 pages. The only way I could see them doing it is um, a lot of games. Um, yeah, unless the print is really tiny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what a lot of games will do is they will give you a very simple core mechanic, and it's almost like magic. Honestly, um, you have the basic core mechanic. You know, you tap your mana, you cast your you cast your spell, um, and then cards modify it. So, like, uh, Warhammer is a good example of that. You have a core system that's actually sort of balanced out now, thankfully, finally, Jesus. Um, uh, and you have a list, your, your your individual units have, like, two or three special abilities. Those special abilities can override the core rules to allow you to perform an additional effect. So if they do something like that with the heroes, where it's like, hey, here's our core rules, there's 25 pages of them, here's the basics of gameplay, but... If this character has something on his sheet that says, you know, like Wolverine can recover uh, or, or like uh, can do X number of damage with his claws on every swing above and beyond what is normally possible with a bladed weapon. You know, if they do something like that, then the expanded rule set for the heroes becomes rules themselves. Like so when they release the X-Men source book you are not only getting the X-Men, you're also getting all of the adjustable rules that come with the X-Men that allow them to be mm-hmm. the X-Men. So I that could be that a, that could be a, a method, yeah. Yeah. That uh, way they can still come out rules light and a small book. 
Uh, let's see here. Aaron says, I would pr I would purchase it just to support my friend local game store rather than participating in a playtest test to find other players to play non-D&D. It is difficult. I think that may be one issue with doing a new RPG this way. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Like, it, it, I, I still, it boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. Why it's this way in the t in the role-playing tabletop game you know hobby where it, board gamers they, they don't do that like there's not there's very few board gamers that are like oh i only played this one game and that's it like whereas like with rpg players they're just like i only play 5e like that's that's the only game and i don't want to play anything else like that's, that's just, just a matter of saturation though i guess but like it's you just, know it's like you grew if you if you go to school and you you use the uh, well this is gonna this is gonna age me out really fast. If you go to school and you only use the Encyclopedia Britannica, you don't trust any other reference book. That's the kind of thing that D and D has managed to accomplish. Everybody knows that D and D is a popular system. Everyone knows it. Everyone is aware of it and how it base and basically how it plays honestly like you can't get into role-playing games right now really uh unless you've really been lucky without having an experience with dungeons and dragons first yeah. that's almost everyone's gateway to role-playing is D D, and that you can't buy that kind of core publicity right there that's why a lot of a lot of games come out and they're like, "Hey, we have a really cool new mechanic and a really cool new dice system, and we want you to roll X and Y and Z for this." And people are like, "Eh, eh," because it's just another another mechanic to forget. Because you and three of your friends like it, and the other eighteen of them are like, "Yeah, nah, not my thing." Ben, you mentioned earlier that uh, you were looking up solicitations for your for your store. Did you find any solicitations online for, uh, uh, for the, Diamond or whatever? The two primary distributors that I looked at, um, ACD Distribution and Alliance Games Distribution, do not have any entry in their system yet for this product. So that leads me to believe um, a lot of the solicitations are going through Diamond which I don't have direct access to because not everything Diamond has is offered through Alliance despite them being owned. But, um, and because it did just hit the previews, uh, it could be, it just hasn't filtered its way into Alliance yet. Alliance has had some technological issues over the past month, um, which uh, if you want to talk about that, hit me up. <laughs> on another thing and uh we, we can talk about that because that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode when too. ben talks about that in our side chat it's always entertaining <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a whole other segment that we could probably it's uh, yeah so to. i i wager probably by the end of the year i'll i will be able to order this uh comic shops are probably most familiar with it right now just because they do get the previews and catalog and a lot of game stores are also local comic shops as well so yeah um, yeah okay um let us know in the comments if you are interested if, if you plan on picking this up for uh for yourself uh to play test uh let me know whether or not you would uh if you're going to play it up pick it up to play test and give feedback or just to kind of play test and uh with your friendly with with your local group uh guys uh Ben, is this is this a, is this a, a booklet that, that you would uh, pick up and and give a try to? Is this something that I 
if it was any more than ten dollars i would not yeah being ten dollars i think is the right price point for what they're trying to do um if if it was 15 i would pass immediately ten dollars i at least go you know what for 10 bucks i at least get a cheap role play game that maybe i can play once in a while yeah you know um even if i never follow up on it uh you know you could use it with your crisis protocol minis (laughs) yeah yeah for sure now I, I don't know what the what the cost is right now for for a hundred nine page book, um, but you have to think that this could be a loss leader for them. This could be one of those yes. things where, where oh where for sure it's it's costing them more to print and ship out and distribute mm-hmm. than it is. You know, this is also this is going to be just course. as much of a hype machine as it is a sale. Right, right. This is, they're going to use this as like a free yeah. RPG day. Uh, yeah, book like, more than I, you haven't been I, able to role play as Marvel superheroes in how long? Hey, here yeah. we are again. I really think because they haven't been forthcoming yet on how feedback is going to be collected, how long feedback is going to be collected. I really feel that this is more marketing than playtest. Okay. And yeah, I, I, this I, I will absolutely that. be a loss leader for them. Uh, is, is my is my feeling. I'm wondering where I'm going to get a copy. Well, here's 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 the one thing that I was going to say. So this is this is my this this was my uh, my final thoughts on on everything. I I agree with Ben. I, I agree that this ten dollar price point is uh, perfect. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, Marvel has you know, done their research. They, they, as as know, was mentioned, it's a couple of trips to Starbucks, whatever. Right, and, and most most comic books are, are about five dollars now, anyway. You know, just oh and, god, that I, that hurts my soul. You know, <laughs> and maybe up in Canada they're like thirty dollars. I don't know. I was buying them when they were a quarter. But I, I really think for for the price of even just the price of three comics, it's it's going to be worth it. Uh, it's endless role playing. So yeah, it, right. at ten dollars, you can't. You're not you're not getting a role playing game for less than ten bucks usually. Ten dollars, I, I I bet it's going to have great art. I bet it's going to look really nice. Um, I think it's going to be a great. Like Ben said, it's they they know what they're doing by pricing it at ten bucks, and mm-hmm. it is going to be mostly a marketing thing. My what I'm planning to do, and I'm going to tell you this right now, is I'm going to go either if I can't get it through Ben, I'm going to get it through Tony at Black Moon Games. I'm going to include one on every single shoot crate oh, hey. in our March in our March shoot crate boxes. And if you're not familiar with our uh, with the shoot crates, uh, those are when you when you uh, you know when you're a ten dollar patron or more on uh, our patron for BCG, uh, I send you a box of random gaming goodness. And just wait, December's box is going to be crazy. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of really cool things in that box, by the way. Uh, but every every uh, every half a year, I send out, uh, or every six months, I send out a. Oh no, I guess it would be June's. It would be June's uh, box. I guess that would. Yes. That would be in. Yeah. But every six months, I send out a uh, a box of uh, items uh, that to, to our patrons, and that will be in one of the boxes. I will I will buy as many copies as I need to for our uh, ten dollar a month patrons, and. Uh, and and you know uh yeah i don't know uh, i uh, hate web browsers <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, he, I'm, he even said he was gonna do that 
uh, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to include one uh, into all the shoe crates. So if you would like a copy of this uh, and you're not going to pick one up, or you weren't planning on picking one up, I, I will pick one up for you and uh, uh, and include it in the uh, into the June shoe crates for those that are uh, our ten dollar a month patrons. So yeah, we'll see what. Uh, hopefully, everyone every half a year, not every six months. Yeah. Every, <laughs> Uh, Scott says... Uh, it's a joke, Doug. It's a joke. I know, I know. <laughs> Shoot crates are awesome. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Scott, I think if you're going to be a PAX Unplugged, I'll, I'll hand you December's uh, shoot crate instead of shipping it to you. How about that? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Aaron says when he ships out the crates every uh, not every month, every six months, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a real shoot storm. It is a yeah. shoot storm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I... I think that this is going to be a great uh, great product uh, just just to kind of get folks playing uh i'm excited for it. it of course you know i'm a big marvel fan and i i'm you know i really would like this to be amazing i really would yeah uh, i you know what? really think it's going to be more spectacular than amazing actually <laughs> perhaps <I'm>... uncanny <laughs> <laughs> astonishing even Mm, <laughs> fantastic Matthew McLeod says those shoot crates are bussing <laughs> y'all kill me y'all actually kill that's one thing I wanted to say too in the comments when they were talking about um, how you rolled a 616 and then they said fantastic things would happen and it's all caps so I'm wondering yeah. if maybe Ooh. certain dice results evoke certain maybe words maybe an excelsior when you, yeah. roll, like, when all, you roll a 616 all I'm saying is uh Franklin Richards at one point destroys the universe 616. And he's the son of Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. So maybe rolling a 616 actually destroys the entire multiverse. Just going to put that out there. Mm. Uh, Waveman Mav says, as a non-comic fan, it will all depend on the game system. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think it it's going to all depend on the game system in, in general, to be honest with you. I think I think in yeah. order for it to be successful, it's going to have to have it has to. some pretty solid... Uh, it does. And, it does not matter yeah. how comic-y it is if yeah. the if the rules suck. Uh, Vanderbee says, "If it's a shoot storm, is it is this a shoot show?" I mean, it's Doug's show, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know. This month, I've got. A, I included an RPG in. Or uh, yeah, this month I uh, included an RPG in the shoot crate. So y'all are gonna get an RPG. Uh, in this, so I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm hoping to get include. Some People sort are starting of, to get uh, the crates already too. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll try to we'll try to do that more often than, than not with those shoe crates. But anyway, uh, Higgins eighty two says, "What's everyone's favorite superpower?" <laughs> I always um, like to know. I always like to know what I, what everyone. I think flying, flying is mine. Like if I could do anything, I would want to fly. Invisibility. Yeah, because I could see that with you, Jason. <laughs> Being able to not be seen until it's too late. <laughs> I, I gotta go with teleportation. I'll let Nightcrawler. That would ah, be. Yeah, yes. Nightcrawler is pretty cool. Be, uh, Champions yeah, does have nice. a, does still have a following, Scott. I know quite a few people who still play Champions. It's Scott says, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't think I ever played Champions. Uh, Walter W says Shields. Oh, that's not a bad one. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, what about telekinesis? Uh, not telekinesis. Uh, what's the one where you can read minds? What's that called? I forget. I'm not. 
Telepathy? Telepathy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. It's late. Like, pro, like Professor X. <laughs> yeah, could you, I, I don't think I'd want to read minds. Actually, that was the one thing that I thought was cool with the one Superman movie when he was as a, as a kid. He's starting to learn his powers, and he sees it. And everybody's always like, "Ooh, I want X-ray vision because then I can see people when they're naked." And he sees through their skin, and all he sees is muscle and bone and sinew. <laughs> he's like, "Ah, terrifying." Phasing, <laughs> uh, Aaron. That's what that's called. Whoa. Yeah. Ben, read Doug's mind. No, don't do that. <laughs> read my mind. It's just, it's just statically. My mind. If you were to read my mind, it'd just be like one of those static TV screens. That would be pretty much what it would be. <laughs> like the beginning of Neuromancer, when the sky is the color of a, t- a television tuned to a dead channel. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Aaron says, like vision, being able to change your material so you can pass through objects. Phasing always. The concept of phasing always terrified me because I was, I was like, what if you don't make it all the way through? <laughs> like with Kitty Pride from the X Men, when she could phase through things, she she could she had to hold her breath. If she couldn't get through before she needed to breathe, she was out. She was apparently like she. I don't think it was a psychological thing for her though, where she would she would just lose her ability to like if she couldn't get through on a full breath, she would just solidify and be stuck in something. And I'm just like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott says my superpowers: huge pectoral muscles and a million dollars. So <laughs> Scott would be. Uh, Pretty much Batman, I think. That would I guess, be, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Basically. Uh, <laughs> Wave Man Mav says, we already Ooh. tell you what we were thinking, Doug. Yeah, that's true. I that's saw good. a new trailer for um, for Morbius. Uh, I watched Resident Evil the other day, the new Resident Evil movie. Oh, yeah. And they actually had a trailer for, for Morbius that was better than the one that they had released prior. Um, I still hate the guy, uh, the actor. I just, I can't stand him. Wow. Yeah, just, I can't stand him. I just don't like him as... He just, I don't know, something about him just, eh. <laughs> but the the trailer does look much better. Okay. Uh, I think I saw a new one too, the last, uh, the last uh, movie that I went to. I can't remember what movie it was, but maybe it was the Shang-Chi. Yeah, I think it was Shang-Chi that, uh, that I saw the new trailer. They showed a Morbius one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandonson uh, one twelve says uh, Doug's mind is just twenty four seven elevator music. <laughs> the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Only this elevator doesn't go to the top floor. If you know. No, what I mean. no, no. no. Stops about uh, here somewhere. <laughs> Aaron says personally, the only superpower I would like to have is the ability to always remember where I put my car keys. Legit. Uh, not just not just car keys, <laughs> just almost anything in general for me. That's uh, that's what I would uh, uh, I, I would like. So. Yeah, let, let us know in the comments if you're watching this after the fact and you're not watching it live. Let us know what if you're uh, planning on picking up a copy of this playtest, uh, this Marvel uh, Multiverse uh, RPG. And uh, if you're excited about it, let us know in the comments as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I, I Like I said, I, I, I like the fact that they're using a new system. Hopefully it, it's really thematic and it yeah. is easy to pick it's, up. It's risky and, to pick up a new system. It really is. It is, but you know. A lot of them are just like, hey, this is cool. And then six months from now, everybody's like, what? There was a game? Oh. I think, you know, if you're going to pay to play a playtest, I think $10, like like Ben said, it's the great. It's a great price point. You're you're kind of, not only are you getting feedback, but you're hyping up the the game at the same time. It will be, interested to, it will be interesting to see if they give a... Uh, an online, a free online version of this game, just to kind of maybe it doesn't have all the art or whatnot, but maybe they just kind of let it let people play test it just as like a, a, a free PDF. It might not be 109 pages, of course. I could see them doing it as a like a like let this first one be an alpha, and yeah. then let let the public release be a beta. Still, still takes some feedback for like a couple of weeks or whatever before you finalize. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It's probably it'll probably make my top uh, top ten of of most anticipated RPGs for next year. Uh, it's definitely up there. So that it, uh, it's good. Uh, Aaron, says, I don't think we can put links in uh, the YouTube chat. Do you have a website link to info on the playtest slash RPG? I don't. I know that if Not you Google really Marvel really Multiverse uh, RPG, usually you get a whole bunch of different articles about it. So uh, that that's pretty much. And th- to be honest with you, there's not been a whole lot of information that uh, um, that has been released. I know Marvel does put out. Uh, they've put out yeah. a couple articles on it. If you go to comicbook.com, they have a good article on it. I was able to find most the most information all in one place, going to Reddit and the yeah. subreddit r slash. Marvel Multiverse RPG, all one word, no punctuation, um, and uh, and yeah, they had a good breakdown, and and it seems like the community is actually pretty hype right there. So, uh, Jody says this may be my first comic book RPG. Well, that's cool. Yeah, um, you know what I just noticed in the in the description that they gave on the comicbook.com article, it says characters will be built using stats such as. Might, agility, resilience, vigilance, ego, and logic. So yeah. does that mean you don't have to have all six? Maybe not. I mean... Do you pick like a core three? Maybe that's your dice. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We're, we're speculating. We're speculating at this point, um, which is which is great because, uh, you know, if, if there's something that uh, you'd like to speculate about this RPG, let us know in the comments. Uh, we'll be glad to get to them uh, after, uh, after you know, this, is, this is posted. Uh, Leo does say you can pre-order it on Amazon. Yeah, you can, but uh, you know, if you can support your friendly local game store, your friendly local comic book store, uh, please, please do that because uh, I think that's a good way to do it. And and like uh, like Tom said earlier, he was able to already pre-order it through his uh, local uh, local comic book store. So uh, if you do have have a store that you can support, definitely do it that way. Um, the, I know that the pre-order is is the same pretty much throughout, so uh, you're not really going to be uh, probably saving any money either way. So. All right, that's probably going to do it for this uh, for this episode 127. It's crazy, crazy. We're almost at 130 episodes. Uh, next week I will be at or this weekend I will be at PAX Unplugged. So if you are going to uh, Philadelphia and you're going to be at PAX Unplugged, let me know. Uh, I will be glad to uh, to to hopefully connect with you there, and uh, we can hopefully chat or maybe meet up after hours. Uh, I, I will be no ball at, pits. No ball pits. Uh, <laughs> I will be at uh, the Free League booth most of the hours of the Expo Hall. Uh, so feel free to swing by there and say hi. Uh, and then hopefully maybe we can get uh, a bite to eat or, or drink or something uh, after uh, after hours as well. Uh, ben will be there as well. Ben, Ben, you're uh, you're coming all uh, all, all those yeah. days. And uh, yeah, are you going to be hanging out with Doug? Or are you doing your own thing, Ben? Uh, you know what? I probably not hanging out with Doug. He takes people on weird trips through Philly. So the last time we were last time we were in Philly, we went to this at uh, this industry uh, event, this industry mixer, I should say, uh, after hours. I think it was the first night of uh, Philly, and uh, uh, it was in this like this lounge, this bar lounge area, and they it had a. It was ball a pit. dance club dance for twenty one year olds with a bunch of middle aged industry people hiding in the corner, being like. Hey, no, that's not true. Hey, I can't. I can't hear you. Do you want to go stand by the ball pit? Oh, okay. All right, let's go stand by the ball pit. The, the ball pit was buzz was bussing. Let's let's just say because no, it was, no, it wasn't. 
No, Stop. it wasn't. It, wasn't. It, was a, it was a ball pit. It was dirty. Um, yeah, so Ben Ben questions my after hours uh, choices. Uh, so uh, if you'd like to uh, hang out after hours, let me know. I'd be glad to. Uh, he doesn't sleep, ben so ben don't worry about waking him up. Uh, Vander B says, uh, will Free League have, Beth, ha, ha, will the Free League booth have any dice for Forbidden Lands? It probably will. Uh, Vander B says, if you're looking for some, let me know. I can probably pick, pick, you, uh, pick you up some. Uh, Aaron says, after hours, Doug is a different person. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> oh, uh, not true. Emphatic agreement. When the sun goes down, the real Doug comes out. I, I have uh, I enjoy my time after hours at, uh, at conventions. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. I don't get too crazy though. That would don't be me, crazy. honestly. If if you guys ever end up really gone with me, God, so. I'd be the I'd be the one doing the stupid stuff. <laughs> oh, Jason, could you imagine both of yeah. us like together out on on the town in Philly? The, if one, there's one, stairs one, in a hotel, I will slide down them on something. Oh man. <laughs> We need to. That should be. We should do a VCG patron or a Kickstarter. You want to get thrown out of a hotel? I can help. We should do a Kickstarter, and that should be one of the the Kickstarter goals. <laughs> Jason goes down a flight of stairs, slid down yeah, at, at a major convention. That would be amazing. So, uh, yeah, Vanderbeast, let me know. I'll, I'll try to uh, pick you up some uh, some Forbidden Lands dice. Just, I'll hit me up, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll make it happen if we've got some. Uh, is it going to be the full free league booth, or are you specializing in something? Yep. Or what? No, it's uh, it's the full free league booth. We're actually going Ooh. to have new copies of uh, Twilight Two Thousand there, so that this is like the big event that we'll have uh, the the first big event that we'll have Twilight Two Thousand available for sale. Uh, so excited about that! I will have I actually have a copy over here off to my my left, uh, a copy that the air air shipped to me of the uh, Tales from the Loop board game. I have oh, a cool! Deluxe, a deluxe copy of that that uh, I'll be able to show off and, and show nice. uh So I'm I'm excited to show that off. Uh, I have a very very limited amount of more board. Uh So here you go, Wave Man. He said it. One hour, twenty five minutes, fourteen seconds. I, I will have I will have a very very uh, limited uh, amount of, of copies of those. So if anybody wants a copy of more board, make sure to hit me up. Super. That's early. why. I, that's why I was angling with the comments. I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have the whole thing for really." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to trying to get him to say all of the list. Yeah, Hopefully, more board was in there. Uh, Scott Roberts says, "With all the shootings in the Philly area, we should probably stay at the hotels." Wow, I didn't realize that there was. Yikes! I mean, it's Philly. It's... Philly's great. I, I, uh, you know, Philly is one of my my favorite cities uh, because you know my, I've got the connection there from back in the day so i'm excited to uh uh to go back i always love going back and and uh, being a part of that uh, that city uh waving maps says lol he held out pretty long i did i did but i i purposely brought that up just for you at the end here so <laughs> all right come see me at pax unplugged come see ben at pax unplugged see jason somewhere up north in the frozen tundra <laughs> I, I will not be at pax unplugged probably won't see him there <laughs> Uh, Barney and, and Amanda are also uh, staying home as well, which is which is fine. Uh, you know, we're all really it's super fine. busy. Yeah, I'd love to, to be able to it's, uh, hang it's out with them. It's fine. But stay tuned. Before the end of the year, I have a big announcement as far as uh, what uh, what we're all hopefully going to be able to do in 2022. So, all right, that's going to do it for episode 127 of the Chaotic Goodcast. It was chaotic, but it was so good. 
We will see you all next week. Bye. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorygenshingaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. So the real kicker about the whole ball pit nightclub thing was actually the trip to get there. Uh -oh. Doug, was Doug messages me at 11:30 at night. What are you doing? Want to go somewhere? Let's go somewhere. I'm like, okay, I'll meet you. I'll meet you downstairs. Great, meet downstairs and in, in outside the lobby. And Doug's like, all right, come along, let's go, let's go. We proceed to walk around Philly for 40 minutes in December to get to this hotel. And about halfway through it, I'm wondering, Doug, are you sure you're you're uh, your GPS is, is working? Yeah, yeah, it's working, it's working. Yeah, yeah, it's it working. It, it was, but he had it set to car mode, not walking mode. So we were following the one-way streets as we loop around Philly. The actual direct walking route would have taken us 10 minutes. Oh my god, Doug, what the heck? For those of you that have been in Philly, Philly's all pretty much all just one-way streets. I mean, that's that's all you can do. So yeah, it, uh, we get a nice we did just, tour of Philadelphia. You're just circling the venue. There's nothing, I mean, come on. You're only in Philadelphia every once in a while. We got to see the, uh, the 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 buildings, the historic buildings of downtown. We, we crossed the river twice trying to. Find <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's got to be on one side or the other, right? <laughs> Doug, are you sure your GPS is right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Let's keep going. It said we were going in the right direction. That's all. Yeah, I yes, if we were a car. And then it like looped us around. Like I'm like, whoa, why did it do that? Well, yeah, why did it take us around this traffic <laughs> circle? You can why see it on your left, and you're like, why are we traffic? walking this way? I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I'm in charge of I'm I'm in charge of directions after hours too this year too. So I'm nope. really excited. I, I'm really excited about Reading. Uh, was it Reading Terminal? Reading Terminal Market, so oh, good. God, I can't wait to go back there. There's a few places. Uh, Origins had what was that? What was the uh, the market that was across the? I've never been to Origins. What so. it was, but man, that was great. Reading Market is just or Reading, uh, yeah, Reading, Reading Market is just just the the best. It's like right across from the convention center. There's just so much to eat. It'd be interesting to see if all the restaurants are still in there mm -hmm. from you know. So that's, and hopefully they've all survived uh, you know during COVID. Uh, but man, you want to talk about places to eat? It's just chuck full of delicious. It's, it's like a big delicious. giant farmers market inside. Just it's, any yeah. type of food you want. If you want fresh fish, if you want fresh meat, if you want fresh veggies, they've got grocers in there. They've got um, you know food stalls, gift yeah, shops, donuts, everything. Donuts yeah. are delicious. Uh, if you are ever in philly reading terminal market make sure you plan on at least three meals there and, and it's like it, all you have to do is step outside the convention center cross the street it's right there like and you could spend yeah. you could probably spend an afternoon in there if you really wanted to like yeah. oh. if, if it's open and if people 
want to see what I'm eating, I will be tweeting pictures of this on my Twitter. There will be pictures of the food because that's that's what I do when I go to Philly as I tweet the food. <laughs> I I will I will probably take fit pictures of me eating the food in Philly just because it's good. This will be yeah, just food. a face of joy because it's been too long that I haven't been there. Um, you know what? You know what else was fun, Ben? Remember, remember when? Remember when we went out after the? Uh, oh, I, I guess it was like a, the the second night we went out, maybe uh, after that whole uh, industry mixer. Yes, listeners, I did trust Doug for a second night to go out after and, that. And remember, I, I we stayed why. we stayed out till like two or three in the morning, and we yep. went to a Wendy's. Oh my God, <laughs> we did go to the. Remember Wendy's. when we went to Wendy's at like three in the morning? <laughs> Ben's going to be having flashbacks after this. You, you, ever, <laughs> yeah. you ever want to know like a super sketch? Wendy's in downtown Philadelphia at three in the morning is probably the sketchiest. Like, I I will let you know the uh, the frosty machine was not the only thing broken. That's <laughs> that's that's uh yeah. There are a lot of people stumbling and bumbling in that uh, in that Wendy's. Yeah, <laughs> Brennan says there's nothing wrong with 3 a.m. Wendy's. Well, I don't know. <laughs> what did, did we just get Frosties or did we get something else? I think we got I, food there too, I, right? I wanted to get fries and Frosty, but because the Frosty machine was broken, I ended up getting a burger. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh well, it was it was entertaining nonetheless. It's it's always it's always entertaining whenever we go out. It's always yeah. an adventure when you go to a con with Doug. Let me tell you. I can't wait. I hope I hope some of the listeners and some of the folks that watch, like I, I really hope that they, they come see. I know Scott's gonna be there, so I can't wait. I hope uh, Scott and I get to hang out uh, after hours. Um, I think although I think his family might be there, so I'll probably I'll I'll, I'll hold tone know, it down we, a little. Yeah, we yeah. We, we won't go you know super crazy, but can't be scared, nice. folks. Um, no ball pit for your kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. We won't go to there's Paul. Uh Southern Skies AU says, isn't that the theme in the US? The ice cream machine is always broken. Pretty much. Didn't the FBI actually investigate that at one point? I heard I saw a news article about that. The FBI actually investigated I think it might have been BS. Um why the uh ice cream soft ice cream machines were always broken at McDonald's, I think, or something. Or always not working. It's nice to know that the FBI is spending your money appropriately. Spending money on, <laughs> on why the uh, McFlurry machines are broken at McDonald's. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I, I'm excited to be back at Philly. I will... I mean, with everything else that's going on, of course, I'll, I'll probably tone it down a little bit. But there are some great places to eat. And I'm really looking forward to eating some, some great food. Seeing some awesome people, hopefully, hopefully gaming. Um, I, I'm rooming with John Marin, and John Marin is is uh, he's one of the editors for for Foodie Publishing. Uh, he's also edited a, a few other for a few other publishers as well. Uh, but he and I are, are mostly going to be using the, the or manning the Free League booth. Uh, ben Ben might give us a hand every once in a while if if it gets super busy. If if you can, Ben, I don't know. <laughs> ben will be standing then, in the corner going. I don't know yeah. how many copies of Morkborg do you want to send um, my way. There, you notice like, there's none on the shelf anymore. Literally, they none sent me. The they they sent me copies from Sweden. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. Um, that is where that is where the Morkborga is from. Yeah. So. so, yeah, we're gonna have that, and and maybe Fen Fen's uh, gonna give us a hand as well uh, if it's super busy. Uh, maybe even just cover for lunches, or it depends. It's it's hard to tell how busy this Pax Unplugged is gonna be because Gen Con was super busy. Origins wasn't quite as busy as uh, you know the, as as we had thought. So. You know, it'll be interesting to see what this if, is. And being so close to, to the holidays, is it going to impact that at all? Uh, with with everything else that's going on in the world, is it going to be All I know is that you can still buy any badges you want. No, nothing is sold out. Oh, okay. So, now, do like, they have individual day badges? They do, yes. You can do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's a kid's uh, day, which is Sunday. And then there's the three-day badge, and none of them are sold out. Um, okay. So, yeah. Because uh, one of the things that, that happened at Dragon Con, and I think I talked about this on a previous episode, was the fact that they didn't sell individual Saturday passes. In order to go Saturday, you had to buy a full weekend uh, pass. So, like, Saturday wasn't all that busy because it was just the people that had, like, four-day passes. Mm-hmm. Um but they did sell individual passes on Sunday, and Sunday was so so busy that they hit capacity in the buildings, and they had to make people stand outside. So I'm hoping that something like that doesn't happen at Pax Unplugged. Uh, I hope that that uh, everybody is is uh, I hope that that everybody enjoys the the whole event. It, it will it will look different. I'm going to warn folks in advance. You know, if this is the first convention you're going to be at, you know. Since everything kind of shut down and, and kind of everything's have changed, it will probably look different. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, doesn't mean it won't be fun. We'll have a lot of fun, but just just <laughs> they be will on make, the look, they'll make know. fun for you if you need it. <laughs> right. Well, we'll have a good time, uh, and and I'm excited just to see everybody again. And and like I said, be back in Philly. I, I enjoy Philly quite a bit. So, all right. That's going to do it. The next time you see me, I'll be back from uh, PAX Unplugged. I'm actually, I think I'm getting back at 3 o'clock in the evening uh, on Monday, and then we're going to do the show at 9. So it'll be like fresh off of uh, super jet lag. I'm I'm still on a train at 9 o'clock, so I will not be on the show next week. You can stream from your phone. Not using train Wi-Fi. No, you can't. The train (laughs) Wi-Fi is really really rough we um, could all do that we could all just go somewhere where there's crappy wi-fi and try to stream oh my god yeah I nothing would literally nothing but quality all. we've got the feature presentation we've got the show me the money and now all the casters available in 24 24p yeah uh, oh yeah no i that's fine. Your how long is your train ride by the way ben i, I don't know it's like, like hours? it's like it's like 11 or 12 hours Here's yeah, the I'm best flying. part, though, Doug. Yeah. I can sleep on the train. I can, I can work on, on the, the train. I can work on the plane. My plane yeah. ride. My plane ride is only like I, I leave at like three o two, and I get there at like little after five. It's literally just a couple hours. Like yeah, I know. It's how like much work can you few... accomplish in two hours? Huh? Yeah, I can accomplish quite a bit. Yes, I can. Now we can. I can proofread and I can edit. Uh, My detector determined that was a lie. (laughs) All I know. All I know is I'm going to get there at nine o'clock at night. I'm going to message you and be like, hey, Doug, you still need help setting up the booth? And you'll be like, yes, because I didn't get anything done today. 
I'm getting, I'm getting there at five, like a little after five. That's when my plane lands. I will like go from there. I'll probably have to check into my hotel. I think they probably yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I will probably, probably I will give your room away. Be setting up still at, at nine o'clock. Yeah. Get in oh, there. I, I know. But I don't expect anybody. Like it'll be fine. I'll, I'll I can do it. I, I set up the uh, origins pretty much. You know. Most of it by myself with the, and then once the guy, once everybody uh, arrived, they gave me a hand, and you know, if I get there early, that's what I usually do. Yeah, be good. I see. That's the other thing. Like, if I'm moving on a train or on a plane, I can't sleep well. Like, I will fall asleep. Dude, you can't sleep well even when you're not moving. (laughs) This is is true. This is true. But Ben, Ben can attest. When I get on a plane, I'm I'm usually out. Like within the first like. 30 minutes it's true he, I mean, he did just kind of yeah close I, his eyes and i just kind of just 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 zone out so on a plane on a train no i don't want to do that for 10 hours i mean i've done it it's fine and i love pl- hanging out with ben and jordan and, and margaret and everything you could like, not stand that train after two hours you were pacing around the aisle you were like let me out let me out it's but it's like it's just the way my brain works. Like I always have to stay. Like I'm usually staying busy. Like even even when I'm teaching, like a lot of times, like everybody, the class will be working on projects, and I'll like have to get up and walk around the class just to stay. Like because otherwise, I just don't feel like. And like even like the, the students call me out on it. They're like you you know you can sit and just rest, right? I'm like, yeah, but no, I, I'm not. Like I just get can't sleep. Clowns yeah. will eat me. <laughs> Uh, Aaron says, "What work will Doug be accomplishing on the plane, though?" Um, I'll probably either a. I'll probably start editing because I've got some proofreading and some editing to do for uh, a couple projects, and or and then after like the first thirty minutes, I'll just fall asleep for for an hour or two. <laughs> that's that's and then I'll wake up and it'll be like, oh, time to time to get off the plane. <laughs> Aaron says, "I think we call it ADHD, Doug." Maybe. I mean, that's. Uh, I'm not going to say it's probably not, but. Uh, Vanda B says, I snore on a plane. You're welcome, first class cabin. Oh, yeah. That's, that would be the one thing. If I ever come to a comp with you guys, I need my own room. You will literally be shaken to pieces by my snoring. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Actually, roomy with Doug. Doug's not going to sleep anyway, so he can just I listen. I usually don't. I usually yeah. don't. I don't I'd just be marveling much. at the weird noises that I make while I sleep. Although, <laughs> although I will say I roomed with Ben at Carnage, and Ben actually, I, I didn't want to be rude and like stay up and, and keep Ben up. So <laughs> a lot of the time when Ben went to sleep, I I did read a little bit on my phone. Uh, but after like the first twenty minutes or a half hour, I, I usually shut it off and like I went to I went to sleep, which is usually pretty rare for me. And, and it felt I mean, good. What's that? It felt good. It felt good, right? No, you got I mean, a, granted, you got I, rest. I did lay there for like an hour or two, just just staring at the ceiling, coffee. wondering why. <laughs> no, I usually just come, you know, I usually like shut my eyes, but like I, it, I probably did get a little more sleep at that convention than than I usually do, just because usually at a convention, if I get like four hours of sleep, then a, a night that's that's pretty rare. So. If you wake me up on four hours of sleep, you will make it home. <laughs> I will make it home. One rules. Vanities is right. The three, two, one rules. Yeah. Three, two, one rules. What's the three, two, one? Three meals. Three hours of sleep. Two meals. One shower is how I've always done. Is that it. how it is? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's got the meals and shower. 
I think uh, three, meals three, and sleep showers, three showers, two meals, <laughs> and and one hour of sleep. That's the Doug Shoe way. That's the Doug Shoe way. Where's Doug? He's in the shower. Two hours later, where's Doug? He's in the shower. What? <laughs> where's Doug? He's, oh, he had to take a shower after the after the expo hall. I will say that I ha- I do I am one of those guys that like if I work at a convention. I'll shower in the morning, and if I know that I'm going out for dinner or something, like for an event, like I will shower like once. Oh yeah, that's normal. Okay, so I'm not like totally crazy by twice. Okay, I mean you don't have to jump in there and like scour every inch of your skin, but at least clean yourself off, freshen yourself up, that kind of thing. Okay, all right, (laughs) all right. This this post credit uh, chat is so long. Let's uh, we went this way and then we went that way. All right. This is what happens when Barney's not here to rein us in. This is what happens when you let Doug run the show because he's got his GPS on car mode. Just wait, Jason. Just wait. (laughs) If if you try to navigate us anywhere, I'm taking your phone. It's, it's going to be epic once you finally come to a convention. Meeting, so. If you make me walk three blocks out of my way to get to a spot that I can literally see from my looking left, I will probably hurt you. I'm not <laughs> saying that that happened, but it might have happened. All I'm, I'm saying I'm is the, bring, your own, bring your own phone <laughs> and double check. I am the picture of efficiency when it comes to navigating through buildings and stuff like that. I'm like, A to B is this many. Okay, I go here. I go around here. I do that. I do this. I'm, I'm not like wandering about. <laughs> uh, Aaron says, you talked about uh, uh, Marvel stuff. We're waiting for the after credit After bonus credit scenes. bonus scenes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to run the I, second credits. I wish that they would just be up front and say, you know what? Like at at any time a Marvel show ends, TV, movie, anything, just like bang, there's two after credit scenes. Watch till this point to get them. Good for you. Like, don't make me sit there through like, especially with these latest Marvel movies where the credits are like a half an hour long themselves because there's so much special effects but and stuff. I don't want to watch all of that. Have have, have there been like credits where you've walked out, watched all the way to the end, and it hasn't had some sort of spoil, some sort of Um, teaser or something? Well, in Loki, a, in Loki, a couple of times there was some mid-credit scenes, and then I still waited till the end to see if there was more. Oh, I'm weird in that I was staying for the entire movie credits before mid-credit stingers were a thing. I like I, watching the names and the and the jobs go by. If I really like a movie, I will do that. Like when we went to see Lord of the Rings in the theaters, I sat through the That's entire different. thing of credits yeah. because you know what. Those people made an amazing work of art, and they kind of deserve your momentary attention. Even if when they did the backers that did their that uh, they did that crowdfunding thing, when they had all the backers' names coming up, I was like, even on a thirty-five foot tall screen, I'm like, huh? <laughs> What's that say? <laughs> all right, folks, that's gonna do it. I'll see you at Pax Unplugged. If not, then I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Excelsior. Ooh.